Hello guys and welcome to the Natural Physique podcast. I'm very surprised that that name hasn't been taken. I could be wrong, like I've checked on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean. It doesn't seem to be taken, so I guess we'll find out once this episode goes out and I get an angry message on Instagram saying that's the name of my podcast. But we're keeping it for now um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully it sticks. Um, but yeah, my name is Chris, guys, uh, for those who do not know me and are tuning in. Uh, this, is, this isn't actually the first podcast I've recorded. I did do a podcast a while ago um, during lockdown with a couple of my colleagues, but I am pretty rusty and pretty new to this. So apologies if, um, if I make some mistakes and I tend to sometimes stumble over my words. So just bear with me. Um, and yeah, hopefully you can make it along to, to the end. But my goals for this podcast, as it says in the name, is to mainly focus on uh, natural physique development, in particular men's physique, because that's where I compete in. Um, but I'll also be following the sort of natural men's physique scene, uh, a bit on natural physique development. I do plan to have some guests on as well. Um, and yeah, just, just my own journey. If you want to follow along, um, f- please feel free to subscribe and listen to this podcast. I'm going to try and keep episodes around 30 to 40 minutes, guys. Um, but if I do have a guest on, it'll probably go a little bit longer. Um, so I'm going to just start a little bit on my own journey, you know, how I got into lifting. Um, and yeah, up until really the present where we are now. So I started lifting probably around the age of 15, 16. Now that's kind of when my friend at the time or one of my really good friends got me into it. Um, you know, a lot of guys were training for, for various reasons. Um, you know, whether that be for, uh, competitive sport like rugby or, for attention, um, whatever the reason may be at that age, um, I, I just fell into, into that trap and uh, started going with my friend to the gym. We did the typical sort of bro split. We went to um, a local gym where there wasn't a lot of equipment um, and it was during the summer. So I was going maybe, maybe two or three times a week and you know most of those sessions were chest and shoulders focused I think we did maybe a handful of back sessions as well but we went there and we were like what do you feel like doing today Uh, and most of the time the answer was let's do a bit chest let's do some arms Um, basically focusing on the front of the body no legs definitely no legs we a few times we're like oh should we should we maybe try squatting today and and I remember my friend saying because he was he was a rugby player uh, or he was playing rugby at the time he was like nah I can't train too much too much legs, I'm a winger, so I need to be quick. Um, so, so we avoided legs, um, which is, <laughs> I see quite often um, when most guys, when they start their, their lifting journey off. So definitely a regret. There's probably multiple regrets from when I started, but that's, that's one of them, not training legs straight off. So I kind of kept that going for a summer or so, and um, you know, came back to school. This was, this was around, what, like fifth, sixth year of school? Um, and then I remember kind of getting into that sort of exam period and just losing interest completely. So I was very much on and off. Started uni and probably started again very much for the same reasons, probably all the wrong reasons to get into lifting. 
um, and remember training at the uni gym. I went to Edinburgh University um, and I trained at the CSE. I think it's called a different name now, but it was the CSE, I think that's correct, um, where the, the uni gym was. And it was, it was an epic uni gym, to be fair. A lot of really big dudes there. I remember going down to the vault and um, I was, I think I was inclined dumbbell pressing maybe like 16s, maybe 20s and seeing the guy next to me doing like 42 or something like that and I was like, what the actual fuck? This is ridiculous. Like, I just feel so weak. What am I doing here? And some of those reasons, I think, maybe put me off a little bit. Like, typical when you start in the gym, you feel, you do feel a little bit intimidated. It's, it can be quite an intimidating environment. Um, and yeah, so I kind of fell off the bandwagon. Um, as, you're, as you're at uni, you know, a lot of partying um, and socializing in the first few years. Um, but then as I got into a routine around, probably around second year uni, uh, it was towards the end of second year, I started really getting into it again. I remember it was another summer um, I was off uni and um, I decided to buy some like weights for my home back in Fife, because I was back at home. I didn't really stay in Edinburgh that summer during uni. I think, actually, I think it was the transition from first to second year, um, and I went home, because I, obviously I was just coming out of halls and I was looking for a flat, so I was back home. Um, and I did quite a lot of training, you know? That's when I really thought, well, I, I started to enjoy it, and I actually started to follow a little bit of a routine. So, I would have been probably about 19 at the time, 18, 19. So this, this was probably when I probably, properly started um, at that age. Got into routine, wrote myself a program, started doing a bit of research, you know, going on YouTube, following some videos on YouTube. Um, and I, I also had another friend at the time, different friend from the one um, when I was 15, 16, this was another friend. Um, but he, he, he was really into powerlifting. Um, so I actually kind of started chatting to him a little bit um, and we went back to that, that uh, gym, that small local gym and had a few sessions with him and actually learned quite a bit from him. So that was it, I was kind of hooked from then onwards and I got my flat in second year uni, uni and luckily in that flat we had just a small spare room so I, I decided to take all the weights I had back home threw into that small room. Now. Bearing in mind, we were in a really old sort of Georgian building. Um, you know, the floors were these like wooden creaky floorboards and we were like a top floor flat. And I had probably about 150 kilos in that room. Um, at times I was very scared that we weren't gonna get our deposit back, but somehow we managed to leave that flat with no dents in the walls or, or absolutely nothing. So very lucky. But anyway, second year came about, about um, and my powerlifting mate, he was through in Edinburgh as well. So I was training at the flat quite a bit and I was keeping touch with my, my powerlifting mate. He, he was actually training at the gym group. Um, so eventually he, he kind of persuaded me to, to get a gym membership. It's like, listen, you can, make, you can make some progress in your flat, but you know, join a gym um, again, because obviously I, I did have my gym membership in first year, but 
Um, very quickly gave that up. Um, he was like, join a gym again and let, I'll start going around with you and showing you how to use some of the kit in there and like, you know, we, we can train together. So this was, this was a proper gym. Um, obviously the one, one in first year I've been to a few times, but it's very short lived. Um, so, so yeah, we went to the gym group, a lot bigger than the small little local place back home. Um, and he, he was really the one who kind of showed me how to use some of the kit and really get into more of a powerlifting type split. Um, so I started, um, yeah, specifically training for powerlifting. So I was really focused on um, squat, bench, deadlift. That was where kind of my, my start point came from. And he showed me some techniques, but if I, I've actually got videos of me um, performing some of those lifts back in, back in whenever it was, 2016, 2017, and the form is absolutely shocking. Um, <laughs> I wish I could sometimes go back or time travel back and say, listen, just leave your ego at the door. Do not do this, you're gonna hurt yourself. Um, and rightly so, I did actually end up hurting my back quite, quite badly um, doing this style lifting um, with terrible form. Uh, but I felt good because I was lifting heavy and I also felt good because I was training with my friend and that would be one thing I would recommend and one thing I did right was if you are going to try and get into something or try and get into the gym, go with a friend um, who knows what they're doing because I felt at ease and instantly way more comfortable than I did um, when I was at first year and attempted to go to the gym on my own. I was kind of walking around aimlessly when I was in first year, but then with that mate, I just followed what he did and eventually I could go and kind of continue with my research and develop my research and come up with a plan for myself. So I actually did what I would say would be my first proper plan or first structured block. And I followed, um, I don't know if anyone's heard of him, but Johnny Candito, he was a, a power lifter on YouTube and I followed his um, six week strength block um, to, to do your uh, test your one rep maxes. So, I did his program um, and I ran that program quite a few times. I think it was about three times. And my goal was to, to lift 1,000 pounds. So that was my main goal. And I actually remember doing that. Um, it would have been the end of second year, built up to this. It was the second year or third year. I, I can't exactly remember, but it was after my exams and I'd set the date that I was going to do it. I spent probably a good five hours in the gym just working up to three one rep maxes on a squat, bench and deadlift. So kind of did my own mini powerlifting meet. Um, and I got it, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it was around probably 120 kilo bench, um, 200 kilo deadlift, um, and maybe like 150 or 160 kilo squat. And I don't know if that probably just about works up to a thousand pounds. So I was a part of the 1000 pound club, I guess you could say. Again, form very debatable. I'd probably get three red lights at a powerlifting meet. So I was like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't great. But um, when I look back in hindsight, um, but it was around then I actually started to continue with powerlifting and I did actually end up really hurting myself, um, my lower back. I remember one session I came in and um, after like a really heavy set of deadlifts, I came off and was like, oh, that did not feel right. 
it was about probably a week and a half I just couldn't bend down or tie my shoelaces or anything like that so I was like Chris you need to do something about this let's um let's look at your form let's honestly take an honest look at your form and um I think I got some advice from PTs and they're like yeah you need to you need to strip this back let's let's go back to basics so so I did that and that's when I kind of maybe started making a little bit more of a transition to bodybuilding. Um, I kind of thought, well, I, I don't really want to continue to hurt myself. A few PTs um, actually started noticing that I was developing some good gains and started saying to me, oh, are you going to do a physique show? And this was probably, you know, third, fourth year uni. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to do one. And, and this is when I started following probably some YouTubers who are more into sort of like the physique development side of things as well. Um, but I never went and did one. I was always like, ah, I need to gain more size first. I need to gain more size. And right, I did. I did need to gain more size. Um, so I kind of fell more down the path of bodybuilding and kind of slowly fell in love with that style, hypertrophy style training. Um, and that kind of took me right the way up to end of uni. Um, and I continued to, to train and just kind of follow that style. I still did a bit of strength training. I was still like pretty much obsessed with hitting one rep maxes, but I, I also wanted to look really good as well. So I kept like a mix and then, you know, I was kind of that sort of hybrid, what, what do you call it, power builder style training, if that even exists, if that's even a thing. Um, but yeah, that took me up to the end of uni. Um, and after uni, you know, I went away traveling, um, probably lost some gains. Uh, and then I was in a little bit of a stage in my life where I was a bit lost. I'd done five years at uni studying chemical engineering. Most of the time, well, a lot of the time I was spending in the gym. I was, I was really working really hard for that degree as well, but I didn't quite get the grade I wanted. And this made it quite hard finding jobs. Um, it was it was difficult. A lot of the jobs I was applying for, um, I really didn't, I wasn't passionate about. Um, and didn't really see myself going down that sort of route. Um, and it wasn't until uh, a night out that one of my friends, one of my really good friends, um, Jack, or, or Big J as I call him, um, if he's listening, shout out to him. He, uh, he said to me, why don't you try PTing out, mate? You, you know, you love training, um, you love the gym, what, why don't you give that a go? And you know what, I thought to myself, why don't I give that a go? I know I've spent five years doing engineering, maybe a little bit of waste and I get that all the time when people come up to me and they say well do you not feel that it was a bit of a waste and yeah I do a little bit um, but there's a lot of skills that I've learned from uni and they are definitely applicable in what I do now so I don't regret that stage and going to uni I think it's it was still a really good thing to do um, but yeah I um, where were we yeah I, I decided to go ahead and get my PT qualification um, and I actually started at a peer gym in Dunfermline, which was quite new to being open. There's there's a few PTs there already though, um, so I wasn't one of the new PTs. Found it fairly difficult to to get clients, to be honest with you. Um, I think I worked up to maybe about six to seven clients in the space of four months, and I was like, like this is quite slow. Like I don't know how I can make this work as a business. Um, but I'm persevering and I was living at home at the time so 
fortunately, my parents were, were kind enough to, to pay my way with rent, etc. Um, so I have, I'm, I'm very lucky to have um, uh, parents that were, would do that for me. And um, yeah, I was just in a fortunate place. So um, yeah, so I was living at home, didn't have too much in the way of expenses. Um, but then I found out about another gym opening in Edinburgh. Um, and obviously I studied in Edinburgh, so I was like, you know what, let's go, let's go back to Edinburgh. I'll be one of the new PTs at this gym. I've already kind of got an idea on how this PT thing works. Although, to be honest with you, I was I really just starting out my journey. I'm still learning loads at the moment, but um, I thought I'd had a good idea on how things were working, how to get clients. Um, so yeah, I went along to the fort and thought, you know, I'm going to pick up 30 hours of PT immediately here. Um, and likewise, even though I was one of the new PTs, um, it was fairly slow. Uh, and eventually I did work up to more clients, but it did take a long time. It took me about two years. All in the background was continuing to train, continuing to do um, the sort of hybrid style training, the, the bit of powerlifting, but mainly focused on hypertrophy training, bodybuilding, because that, that's what I kind of slowly fell in love with. I was still in the back of my head thinking, oh, I, I would like to compete at some point, um, but it never really, um, it was never really like a, a, th a thought at the front of my mind. I was just, it was always a kind of thought at the back of my head that, yeah, maybe someday I will, will go and step on stage and compete. Um, and then it wasn't until 2019 that I actually decided to, to make the jump and step on stage. So. I'd actually done a few sort of cuts up until that point. Um, I would I would call them more like mini cuts, like from where I am now. They they weren't like full long cuts, about ten week cuts for holidays. Um, and I, it was two thousand nineteen. I was probably doing my third one of these mini cuts. I'd done two the years previous. So I did one in two thousand eighteen, and one one the year previous in two thousand sixteen. Um, and it was for a holiday to Lanzarote with um, my girlfriend at the time. Um, so I did a mini cut and then um, off the back of that mini cut, um, I was in the gym and I started speaking to a guy who I believe I followed him on social media and potentially had spoken to him once before when I was at the gym. Um, but that's uh, one rep Max or Max Johnson for for any of those who who know who know him. He's a, he's a, an absolutely fantastic bodybuilder, um, super knowledgeable, um, and I learned a hell of a lot from him. Um, so that's when I really properly started learning about bodybuilding. But I'd done a cut um, from that obviously for the holiday. Came back, had eaten a lot. Um, so obviously was up about three, four kilos and spoke to Max and he was like, here, have you ever considered competing? And I was like, yeah, I have, but I just don't think, I, uh, you know, I've got enough size, don't know if I'd do well enough. Basically, I had a lot of self-doubt. Um, and he was like, no, listen, mate, you do really well in uh, men's physique. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll give this a go. So I started with Max um, and we had 11 weeks to prep for that first show. It's the Caledonian Classic, UKDFB Caledonian Classic. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was a ride, I can tell you that. Um, the, the first four or five weeks were 
flew by and it felt super easy. Like I was like, oh, this is epic. And then the next six, six weeks were absolute hell as, uh, <laughs> as we started drastically pulling down food to get into stage condition. I did quite a bit of cardio. Um, but it gave me a taste of what to what to expect when it comes to competing and when it comes to stepping on stage. Um, now, yeah, Max was obviously super knowledgeable. He guided me the whole way through and um, he peaked me absolutely perfectly. Uh, absolutely no complaints, fantastic coach. Um, and we ended up we ended up coming away with winning the overall of that show. That was my first show, I had no idea about competing that much other than you know watching a few things on uh, YouTube and seeing a little bit but not really an insight on how the day runs and what it's like stepping on stage. I, was, I remember being super nervous um, and it was a big class as well. I was probably at least 12 in my class, won my class, went into the overall and somehow managed to take the overall away. Um, I was, I just couldn't believe it. Like I was like, I might actually be good at this thing. Um, and that in itself was um, a blessing, but a curse. Um, blessing from the sense that it gave me a really good taste of bodybuilding. It gave me like a little bit more purpose and direction in my life that it's like, this is something I might want to pursue. Um, but at the same time, um, gave me a little bit of a big head. I was like, oh, I'm really good at this. Um, you know, I could, I could go on, I could, you know, maybe win the British show this year. Um, but yeah, anyway, that was in June and the finals for that, for the UK DFB is in October. Um, so so I uh, quite, quite quickly decided not to continue prep as I was absolutely burst. Ended up doing that typical thing as a first timer where you just binge eat for two weeks after the show um, and felt pretty rubbish to be fair um, two weeks after and a lot heavier. So there was no way I was going to do that finals. It gave me a good taste but I wanted to maybe go away and take a long off season and come back stronger. So end of 2019, beginning of 2020, uh, lockdown hit, uh, COVID hit, um, which, you know, for a lot of people obviously was uh, a pretty tough time. Um, you know, a lot of people feeling pretty anxious and depressed about it. I, I certainly could say I was feeling the same. Um, you know, like being a PT, my business was only just starting to thrive at that point and um, I was going to have to shut down the whole thing. I lost a few clients and, you know, um, had to make this thing work online um, and it, it was really tough um, and I just kind of kept my training at home. I, luckily I had all those weights from uh, that I bought when I was in first year uni um, so I managed to take them through to um, where I was staying at the, the house I'm staying which I, which I currently live at. Um, so yeah I continued my training but I was very much doing my own thing um, and then end of lockdown this well not the end of lockdown this would be in the end of 2020 so we've pretty much had a whole year of sort of on and off lockdown um, I decided to um, I decided to like really focus on my competing goals again and I hired um, another coach Vaughn who's my current coach shouts out to Vaughn if he's watching as well like honestly I cannot thank you enough for what you've done for me um, and He's, he's, um, 
He's made me the person I am today in, in some ways, um, you know, uh, and I'm not, I'm not scared to say that because honestly, he's, he's done a lot for me and um, he's, uh, he's someone who's believed me right from the outset as well. Um, so, yeah, so I started my journey with Vaughn um, at 2020. I followed him on social media and I liked a lot of the stuff he was putting out. So um, I was like, right, let's give this a go. Um, so we decided on doing some shows in 2021 um, and my goal was really to, to win a WNBF Pro card. Again, this probably came back from my, my big head in 2019, um, but I still had a lot of self-doubt as well, don't get me wrong. Um, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to go in and I'll, I'll, I'll take that WNBF Pro card. And I, I trained throughout the, my prep with that mindset. Um, and to be fair, I was very, very close. Um, it was uh, the WNBF Supernaturals, which was the show I competed at for that pro card. And I got to the overall and probably narrowly missed out. There was three very good men's physique athletes um, at that overall. Um, and uh, yeah, it was close between all of us. Um, but Josh, Josh Crogan, he took the WNBF Pro card in the end, and he rightly deserved that. He, he had an absolute phenomenal physique. It's one of these things like, I at the time, you are emotional, and you're like, God, I, I really thought I had that. Um, but then you need to take a step back and, you know, Look at the look at the footage if you've got any footage from the show or look at the stage shots and you know looking back I'm like yeah he definitely deserved that um, and it just means that I'm gonna have to come back stronger next time. But anyway, from that show um, I actually got an invite to the WNBF Worlds in Las Vegas, which was an experience of a lifetime really. Um, so I was like you know what I need to give this pro card another stab. So went all the way out to Vegas. Um, so I want to just kind of talk about a few of the mistakes I made during that because this will help any of you out who are competing maybe potentially for the first time or even the second time um, and I want to go through some mistakes for that show and some learning curves for next time I compete. Um, so that was obviously going to be the biggest show of my season. It was a World, um, world Finals, WNBF World Finals. Um, and it was another chance to get a pro card. So there was a lot of pressure. I put a lot of pressure on myself. I was highly stressed, a bit nervous for that show. Um, and I ended up kind of, I was at the end of that season and we'd done, what, 30 odd weeks of dieting. I was kind of done in a little bit as well. Um, so perhaps, perhaps it wasn't my best look, but um, at the end of the day, the guys who beat me were just, were just better than me. Um, but I, uh, I went to Vegas and um, quite quickly started looking like wanting to just explore the place as you do if you're in a new place and um, did quite a lot of steps before the show. So that was the first thing, first mistake I made was doing way too many steps um, and yeah, I uh, was obviously building up a lot more inflammation. When, when, for, for those who know, if you're, if you're peaking for a show, you want to try and reduce inflammation um, as much as possible in that final week. So you want to stay off your feet, you want to relax, you want to chill. Uh, and I did the exact opposite. And I should have, in hindsight, I've just stayed in my hotel room and uh, had the feet up most of the time. 
Um, so yeah, that was that. And I think it was also another way to take my mind off the show, which I was very nervous about. Um, but yeah, um, went into that show. Uh, I did another thing I shouldn't have probably done, but um, I was, uh, it was in the little pre-meeting before, uh, before we went on stage. And uh, I was uh, on my phone. They had a list of the competitors and uh, competitors in my, my height class. Went on my Instagram, went on social media and started looking up the competitors, which was the complete wrong thing to do. The last thing you want to do before a show is stress yourself out. Um, so I shouldn't have done that. I should have just stayed in my own lane and just focused on the task at hand and just chilled out. But um, I ended up doing that. Um, and yeah, on the day of the show, I was, I was pretty stressed. And for any of those who have done, um, competed in natural men's physique, especially, um, we'll know that usually um, the men's physique guys are on right at the end of the show, so like late into the evening. So I saw the running order of the day and I was like, right, I'm going to be on a lot later. Went into the, um, went to watch some of the show in the morning um, and was kind of a little bit stressed, like just staying there and watching. So I was like, you know what, I need to take myself away from this environment. I need to go back up to my room and chill out. I was kind of kept going back and forward, you know, I was up on my feet. Um, I was a bit all over the place, to be honest with you. And um, I was like, right, I need to just go up to my room and chill out. So I went up to my room and this was, you know, heading more in towards the afternoon now, probably around sort of like 3 p.m. maybe, half three. Um, and I was watching it, I was following the, the live stream on my phone, so I knew I'd come down in plenty of time. Um, but it was, it was a, that show was ran a little bit weird. There was like sort of multiple classes on at the same time. And um, like, I, I should have been aware of that like earlier and said, right, don't go away from the venue, just stay very close because you never know when you're gonna be on. Um, and before I knew it, the class that was on before me were on and I didn't, I don't know what happened really. I just must have lost track of time or it was just the, the way the things were running, it just confused me. Um, I was like, you know, I was highly stressed basically. Um, so I was like, shit, I better get down and um, get back down to the stage uh, and, and get my uh, glaze on because I hadn't even had my glaze on by this point. So I went down and um, I, uh, I was, there was the pump up room um, behind the stage and there was a guy, you could only be in there if you were like the class or a couple classes before you were to go on. Um, I asked the guy at the, at the, the room, standing at the, the front of the room, letting people in. I was like, when's uh, men's physique um, medium on? He was like, they're already pumping up now. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, we've been waiting on you. And I was like, holy shit, I still need to get my glaze on. So I ran through into where the tanning booths were quickly got my glaze on and it was about probably about five minutes before I was to go on stage so you can imagine already being stressed throughout the day this added even more stress um, and I was like shit I need to pump up didn't get a proper pump up didn't feel full and basically went on stage very flustered um, I didn't quite pose right and uh, also um, well, there was a few things I wanted to change to my pose. I should have changed my posing anyway. Um, and that was some of the feedback I got. Um, in the front pose, I was standing very square on. Um, didn't really show too much of a taper. But anyway, these are, these are all excuses, but they are all 
they're all like reasons um, or mistakes I made. So I, I do want to share this with you guys just so that you don't make the same mistakes as I do if you decide to go ahead and compete. Um, but anyway, um, ended up coming fourth and I deserved that fourth place completely. Not just because I made mistakes, but really the other guys just brought a better package me, than me. And um, that's the thing with bodybuilding. Like it is a subjective sport, but at the end of the day, there's a panel of judges um, and they make a collective decision. So at the end of the day, the best physique wins. Um, and I was a little bit gutted. Of course you are. When, when you go out, when you set yourself that goal of winning a WMBF Pro card and don't quite get there, of course you're going to be gutted. So I was a bit gutted. Um, it was a big goal for me and I just fell short on that occasion and basically confirmed in my mind that, you know, I'm still in the runnings. Um, I am pretty good at this, but I do need to come back better. I do need to come back with an improved package, a more polished package. I need to learn from a lot of these mistakes I made. Um, so that's exactly what I've done. That kind of leads me up to today um, and where I'm currently sitting at, which is 42 weeks out from my show in uh, 2023. So I'll be doing a run of the UK DFBA shows and I will be attempting a shot at the WMBF Pro Card again next year um, in Dubai. And that will be my qualifier show for it. If I don't quite make it there, I'll give the... Um, the UK show, the WMBF Supernaturals, another shot. Um, and I just wanted to kind of conclude with what the what the standard is and, and how I kind of align with the standard nowadays. So after the last season, I think obviously 2019 came out with a big head, 2021 came out optimistic, but also very realistic about where I stand in natural men's physique. And that is a scene which is growing and the standards getting a lot higher. And that's just been confirmed um, from this year. There's been some absolutely phenomenal uh, men's physique athletes this year. I've uh, been following closely with the UK DFBA and the WMBF. Um, the guy who won the UK DFBA British finals and the WMBF was absolutely incredible. Um, so I know where I align, like I, I'm good. Um, but I'm maybe not like genetically in that top, top one or 0.01%. Like I, I may be pretty high up there, but um, there are guys who are, who are better than me, but I believe in myself and I believe that um, I have brought a, a, a much better package this year. So going into this season, um, you know, I just need to be pick, pick my shows right. And, and with bodybuilding, I know, um, a lot of people hate the saying like, oh, good luck, wish you luck. With bodybuilding, there is a, a little bit of a luck aspect in the sense that it all, all depends on who shows up on the day, right? Um, so um, at the end of the day, you know, it, it will be a little bit lucky. Um, there will be a little aspect of luck uh, when it comes to me winning, winning a WMBF show uh, pro card. Um, I will, that's just obviously like a small portion, like the majority is going to be me working my ass off and that's what's going to get me that card. But there is a little, little portion of luck in there as well. So bearing that in mind for, for next year. Um, yeah. And it's just kind of 
now I've just have overall a bit more of an awareness of where I stand. Um, but also, I don't really do this just for, for that. I'm, I'm doing it now because I love it. Um, and also I love coaching guys who want to do um, similar things, who want to step on stage and compete. I haven't taken a female to stage yet, um, although I do work with um, quite a few um, females as well, um, some of which are doing photo shoots and mini preps as well. Uh, but um, yeah, perhaps in the future as well. But I just love seeing other guys going through that journey and getting the same sort of reward at the end of it as I did back in 2019. And I've taken a few, um, few natural competitors now to the stage. Um, and yeah, that kind of leads me on to what I do. So I am a coach. If you want to follow me, um, you can follow me on Instagram at crcoaching. And I do have my own website at crcoaching.co.uk. So if you are interested in any of my services, please feel free to go there. Send me a DM and I'll be more than happy to, to help out. Even if you've just got a question, I'll be more than happy to answer that. Um, and if you are interested in coaching, of course, we can jump on a call. Um, but yeah, I hope I didn't waffle too much, guys. Um, but that is just a brief intro of myself, where I've come from in terms of my lifting journey so far. Um, and over the next few episodes, um, obviously, I'm going to make this a little bit more about others and um, the scene of natural bodybuilding and just share my my hopefully try and share my passion um, for, for the sport. I do want to provide a little bit of education to you guys as well, but if there's anything that you'd like to see, please, again, send me a DM and I'll be more than happy to, um, to, to go over some of those topics. But thank you for listening, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed and please stay tuned for the next episode.